In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. When we started this study in the book of Revelation many months ago, we took as our theme this expression, the King is coming. Because the revelation is not about events, it's not about places, it's not even about other people. It's all about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming. And now that we've come to the end of the book, we've come to Revelation chapter 22, the last chapter of the Bible, the last page of Scripture, guess what the message is? Three times he says it. Revelation 22 verse 7, Behold, I come quickly. Revelation 22 12, And behold, I come quickly. And one final time, in case you didn't get it the first two times, Revelation 22 verse 20, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. So the final great emphasis of Scripture, if I may say the Holy Spirit-inspired exclamation point of all of the revelation of God is this, Jesus is coming. You'll notice that in each expression, each time you have this word quickly, meaning that it could happen any moment. And it's going to happen suddenly when it does happen, but it is going to happen. In the first mention here, it emphasizes where we're going. Revelation 22.7, where are we going? Well, we're going to be with the Lord. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. We're going to be with the Lord. Remember, Revelation 21, Revelation 22 gives us details about the place and also the person. Sometimes I, I think we get so enamored with this uh, description of the New Jerusalem and the discussion about eternity that we miss the person. Remember, Revelation 21, verse 3, we're going to be with Him. That's what makes it glorious. That's what makes it grand. Yes, there's a new earth. Yes, there's a new heaven. Yes, there's a new Jerusalem. But all of them revolve around the eternal, ever-present God. And so, bring your, bring your focus, bring your concentration, fix your gaze on the Lord Jesus Christ, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's begin in Revelation chapter 22, beginning in verse number 1. And we're going to methodically walk through the last chapter of the Bible. I hope you'll stay with me to the last amen. Revelation 22 verse 1 says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. I love the fact that God not only reveals that Christ is coming, and that a new world is coming, but he emphasizes the application to us, his servants, our relationship to him. So let's start there today. Now what's the first thing that's going to happen? Well, 
This expression in verse 4, I think, is a good starting point for us. It says, and they shall see his face. So the first thing you need to know about Jesus coming is this. You are going to see him. Do you remember way back in chapter 1 of Revelation, verse number 7, the Bible says that every eye shall see him, and they that pierced him shall wail because of him. That's a reference to him revealing himself uh, to this world and to those who rejected him. But though every eye is going to see him in Revelation 1-7, we get to look at him forever. We don't just see him for a moment. We don't, we don't just see him in judgment. And we do not just get a glimpse of him uh, in a fearful way. No, we get to lovingly gaze at him for all of eternity. And I tell you, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen is Jesus. He's the most precious thing in all the world. Well, he's the most precious thing in all of eternity, and we get to look at him forever. Now, I know what you're thinking. Everybody wants to emphasize the fact, well, no man has seen God at any time. That's exactly right. That's 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 12. No man has seen God at any time. But did you ever notice that in the very same book of the Bible, 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2, we read this, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear... We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. No man has seen God at any time, but we're going to see him as he is. We are going to see Christ physically, bodily, literally. We are going to see Christ with our own eyes. And we're going to look at him forever and forever. That speaks of several things to me. First of all, it speaks of access. If you see him, what it means is there's nothing between, nothing separating. Oh, that's a glorious thought, isn't it? And nothing physical is separating us. Right now we are separated by time. We're separated by space. And yet, my friend, on that day there'll be none of that separation. We'll not be in time. We'll be in eternity. We will be with the Lord. And not only will there be nothing physical separating us from God, there'll be nothing spiritual separating us from God. So often our sins separate us from the Lord, do they not? Our sins and iniquities uh, come between us and God. They break our fellowship. But on that day, all sinful flesh has been put away. So much so that in the same passage, Revelation chapter number 22, the Bible says that His name is going to be in our foreheads. What does that mean? It means basically we bear His mark. We're branded. We are completely, finally, and forever His. So when we see Him, it means there's perfect access. But not only that, it also speaks of transformation. Do you remember back in Corinthians what the Apostle Paul wrote? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18. Uh, Paul explained this principle that seeing Christ transforms us. It changes us. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says uh, that uh, we're transformed into His image from glory to glory. So as we look to the Lord, as we see the Lord, even now by faith, it changes us. Well, if that's true now, imagine what it's going to be like someday when we see Him as He is. Remember what we read a moment ago, 1 John 3, verse 2. We're going to be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. He's going to transform you, my friend. In every way, you're going to be made like unto the lovely Lord Jesus Christ and all mark and mar of sin will be taken away. We are going to see Him. And then it not only speaks to us of our access and of our transformation, but it speaks to us about blessing. Because as best I can tell in Revelation 22, it's not some of the servants who see Him. It's not some of them that have this privilege. No, it is all of them. 
Everyone who is connected to the Lord gets to see Him. Somebody said, well, some will be nearer to the throne than others. I think that's inaccurate to state that because there everything revolves around the throne. We all will be looking to the Lord. We all will be gazing at Him. Remember in Revelation 21, we learn what doesn't go into His presence. Nothing evil, nothing vile goes into His presence. But when you come to Revelation 22, we learn something about what comes out of His presence. All the beautiful blessings and things that grow out of being with Him. So may I give you a homework assignment? Uh, we, We don't have time in this study, but in the next study, I want to come back to these opening verses that we just read in Revelation 22, where we are seeing the Lord in eternity And I want to show you three particular blessings that will be ours when we see Him. And they're all found in the opening verses, really the opening five verses of Revelation 22. I would challenge you, read it, meditate on it, pray your way through it, see if you can identify them, and then join us on our next study as we see what it's going to be like on the day that we see our King in all of His glory. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.